time to turn our attention to North Melbourne and take a look at where the Roos sit during the shutdown period. Mark McGowan is our expert on the Roos. Gallo, g'day. Hey, Mitch, how are you? Going well, thank you. The Roos, they took a nice bit of momentum, although it was only one week. Bounced back from 31 points down against the Saints. They got over the line. Reshaw, a big pump up at half time. What did you make of that? And do you think that sort of speaks to the resilience of the Roos in 2020? Yeah, I think we always associate resilience with the ruse. I don't know whether that's just a, a throwaway line, but um, they certainly showed it um, in that round one game, down by 31 points in the third quarter. As you touched on, Reese talked about the players being invested. He spoke about it pre-game and he spoke about it as well at halftime. So whether that inspired them across the line, who knows? But um, we certainly saw them really, really lift and kick five goals in a row at one point and, and made some really nice moves. Um, Reese from the coach's box. But as far as their projection, um, I'd still be a little bit concerned with that performance, that it took that to get them up and going and, and get them across the line. St Kilda's still figuring out their chemistry and for them to fall behind really quickly um, like that, um, they've still got a bit to prove for me. You spoke to Reese Shaw during the pre-season. He said it's, it's finals and, and not, you don't hear that from many first-year coaches. Uh, we saw what he was able to do in the back half of last year when he got the group um, to himself. Where do you see their season overall? And do you think that finals prediction is on the mark? Yeah, I think calling it a failure if they don't play finals, I think that's a really strong word. I know the point he was trying to make that, um, you know, they're at a point now they've got a, you know, they've got a, a decent list together and they've got to be aiming for that. Um, but for me, I think it'd be a success if they're in it for a long time, not necessarily if they do make it. Um, I, I don't have them making the top eight this year. Um, and I don't necessarily mean that's a failure. I think we'll see some progress in other ways. You know, guys like Jai Simpkin, um, another, you know, another 20-odd games under the belt of Taran Thomas, um, Nick Larkey and Ben Brown working together up forward. Um, a new a new defence in some ways with Majak Dor coming back in, Josh Walker, um, Scott Thompson obviously retiring. So we're going to see some changes down there. Guys potentially challenging, um, you know, your Jamie McMillan's. To, to force him out of the senior side. I think we'll see progress that way rather than just purely on results. In terms of their list build, where do you see that? Because uh, go back 12 months ago, and I think Aaron Hall and, and Dom Tyson, getting those two in particular, it felt like the wrong move in where the club was situated, but they picked up Jared Pollock in the same window. You fast forward to October, just gone, and they had the chance to accept deals elsewhere for Sean Higgins and Todd Goldstein. They really dug the heel heels in on both of those guys. Do you think that was the right move with where this list is situated? And let's be honest, those guys mainly have two or three years left in the footy. Yeah, I was I was one that probably thought they could have let at least one of those guys go. Um, it's, it's a really hard one because you see Todd Goldstein come out in round one and he was you know, not maybe not outstanding, but he was very, very good. Um, and Sean Higgins rarely plays a bad game. So you look at it from that from that perspective and you're sort of like, well, why would you ever let those types of guys go? But um, then you go back to what Reese says about it being a failure if they don't play finals this year. So that they, they very clearly have high expectations this year, which contrasts quite a lot with what Brad Scott was saying early last year, reportedly telling the, the board that they needed to go back to go forward, um, whereas Reese has been talking it up ever since he's been you know, in charge about we can do this, we can do that. Um, I think the truth is probably somewhere in between. Um, but you'd have to get some really good investment out of 
Todd Goldstein and Sean Higgins this year, I think both of those guys have to play really good footy and, and act as, as mentors for the next, um, the next guys that are, are going to come through and, and replace them. Your Tristan Sherry's um, and, and in the midfield, as, as I mentioned a couple of times already, Jai Simkin, um, I think he's someone that can really benefit from Sean being there. The left-handed handballer, Ben Cunnington, he had a big year last year and many still feel he's underrated in the competition. Uh, we've heard about his running program over the, uh, the off-season. He, he's really ramped up that perspective. Where can he go to and, and do you think he's got another level to reach in 2020? Yeah, another level is an interesting one because he, was, he had a super year last year, won another BNF. Um, he's spending more time than ever on the ground, so he's getting fitter. And uh, look, he, he's the most creative handballer in the game. He's, he's an, an unbelievable player at finding someone on the move, you know, from a static position in traffic. He's, he's just unbelievable in that regard. And he's a contested possession beast. Um, I, I'd like to see him used to be used up forward a bit more. Um, we all know that he's not the absolute best runner, but then you go back to, to round one and um, he gets moved, moved forward late, kicks two goals, including the match winner. Um, and you just see what he can do. He's played a little bit there in the past, but we haven't probably seen him used a great deal there in, in recent years. I, I think with the shortened quarters, you'd almost get to a position where he's barely off the ground. Um, yeah. If you could get him up forward resting, and I know they still have a lot to do up forward. They're not exactly sitting in the goal square, but um, the more Ben Cunnington's on the ground, um, the better North Melbourne is. You mentioned Jai Simpkin before and a couple of the young guys. We know Luke uh, Davies Uniac is having some trouble with his, his groins. Where do you see the next the next group of youngs? And, and we'll throw Taron Thomas into that because it uh, looks like he's only sort of scratched the surface on his uh, capabilities. Yeah, Jai Simpkin was a little bit of a worry at the start of last season. He was really battling with his form throughout the preseason. Brad Scott stuck with him in the early rounds and without seeing much response. And then he got dropped and that was the turning point. He, he had a sensational VFL game, 30 plus touches, was straight back into the senior side. And he went on, a bit of a possession binge over the next month or so. Had 35 on back-to-back weeks. Um, then he slowed down again at the end of last year and could have just got to him a little bit as far as being still being a young guy. But, geez, he looked good in round one. And I'm, I'm a big fan of his. He's tough, he's, but he's skillful as well, which not all players have. Often you only have one or the other, but he's got both. And um, he's, he's a kid that I see really emerging into a, a, an A-grade on-baller at some point. Whether that's this year might be a bit ambitious, but... Um, I think he's he's going to be a gun for a very long time. And Taron Thomas, um, I think his ceiling is is the best player at the Roos. He, he's yeah. that good. I, I love this kid. He's um, I talked about that skill and, and toughness again. He's got that combination too. I, I remember watching him in the preseason um, before his rookie year, and uh, the Irishman Red Dog Murphy um, had a little bit yeah, of a tussle favorites. with him. And yeah, he is he is on, at AFL Exchange. You boys love him. Um, and, and Thomas got into a bit of a, yeah, a bit of a talking match with him, and one of the plays afterwards, he barreled him over the over the boundary line in the tackle. And I just love to see that um, a, a kid who hadn't even played a game of AFL football, and he was already showing that aggressive ability to you know to impact the game. And we saw the his moments from him, the glimpses are just fantastic. And once he starts putting them together more often, um, he's going to be a very special player. Just their injury list, you're across this uh, better than anyone. Talk us through a few of those guys because Kane Turner. Uh, felt like it was going to be important year for his footy development. Um, we mentioned Davies Uniac still still battling. Um, can you just give us an update? And you know, June, July. Let's hope the season's back. But how many of those guys are we going to see? 
Yeah, look, the, the first one, Kane Turner, he, he's an interesting one because with that sesamoid bone in his foot, um, he could have had surgery and that probably would have written off his whole 2020 season. But he elected to go the, the natural recovery and, and that was going to put him out until at least after their bye, um, which now completely changes. Um, obviously, we don't know what's going to happen with the fixture, but he hasn't been able to do much. Um, you'd like to think he'll be around the mark suddenly now with round two could be in you know, August for all we know. Um, but it's going to be a matter of whether you can get that conditioning up. Luke Davies-Uniak, um, he, he's another one who's been on the indefinite list. Um, he, he was hoping to play a game, one of their practice games against Melbourne, I think it was, in the preseason. It wasn't an official match, but it was just a, a scratch match and couldn't get up for that. And then not long after, he was ruled out indefinitely. And it's always a concern when you're talking about the groins. And I, I don't think they've come out and said it's OP, but it effectively is. Yeah. the way they described it. Um, and he's, he's obviously now been pulled right back, stopped running, um, and that was the plan um, to get him going again. Obviously, he's got a bit of extra time now, but um, that's going to be a long-term one. He's entering his third year. We're all hoping this was going to be his breakout, similar to Jai Simkin a year ago. Um, but it's, it hasn't started well for him. And you'd imagine now um, it's just going to be about getting continuity in the the back end of the year, which could end up still being a, a full season. It's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that. And then the other one that's really key is, is Ben Jacobs. Um, there just hasn't been any progress there. Um, a lot of the public narrative coming out of Arden Street has been around looking after his life away from football you know, as a bigger priority than um, getting back on the field, which to me is quite ominous. Once they start talking that way, they're, they're not even thinking about footy at the moment. So... He's out of contract this year and they've got a really big decision to make because if he isn't heading in the right direction this year, um, by the end, um, it's pretty hard to see them um, showing faith again in him after his foot injuries in the past. And he's barely played any footy for five, six years now. Another guy out of contract this year, Mason Wood. They tried to shop him around last year. There were no takers on the trade table. Where do you see him and a few of the other guys, Sam Durden in the mix, uh, whose careers... Let's face it, uh, are at the crossroads heading into a into a um, unprecedented season. Mason Wood is is fascinating. He always has been, and that just never goes away. There's always something that, that keeps him in the headlines. And last year, it was him being put on the trade table and no takers. Um, I think that would have been a bit of a shock to the system for him as well, because he's he's a pretty confident guy, and he's had some really nice individual games um, without stringing it consistently together. Um, we saw him over the preseason get thrown back. That was his idea. He wanted to sort of reinvent himself a little bit. Um, but the funny thing is, towards the end in those VFL practice games, he was he was starting to play forward again. Um, and he obviously wasn't selected in the in the JLT games or the I should say the Marsh Community Series games now. Um, and that's again a really big concern for him. He's, he's almost in no man's land at the moment, and especially he's got a lot of time to think about where he's at now. Um, and as for Sam Durden, similar one. He, he played the last sort of nine of the last 10 games or something like that last year with Reece Shaw on board. So that would have given him a lot of confidence. New coach, he's showing faith in me. Um, but they went and got Josh Walker and, and Josh has moved in front of him already. And um, Sam was sort of not selected in round one. And he's got to make every post a winner now. He's, he's a first round pick going back sort of five, six years ago now. And he had a mixture of injuries early on, and but the lack of progression in his game is uh, is the other one that's a bit of a concern for him. Certainly got ability. He's shown he can play at that level, but again, hasn't been able to do it consistently. And that's consistently, and that's the the big issue for both these guys we're talking about. Whether they have 
currency on the on the open market. Um, it's it's hard to say. I think Wood probably would have more so than than Sam. Um, but geez, they they would not have had bigger years in their career to this point. This year is make or break for them. And Ben Brown is the other big name out of contract. Uh, obviously, contract talks are on hold now, as we wait to see when footy is back. Just finally, Gawo, you're across this um, better than anyone in terms of this, the chat around the future of North Melbourne. And, and going back to Ray Shaw's comments around the need for finals, do you think that and the list builder of this of a club like North Melbourne is heightened because? of the economics behind it. They need to be playing finals. They need to stay competitive so these conversations don't keep coming up whenever they keep coming up. Yeah, look, I think that was always the... Uh, it was almost a stigma that was attached to them over the years where they, they never were willing to drop, you know, to mm. really bottom out. They always hung yeah. around that sort of eighth to tenth spot each year and they were never able to fully, you know, replenish their list and get up. And that was a criticism of them. But, um, look, it's, it's a hard one. It is a throwaway line sometimes, just saying, oh, North doesn't have... As many fans, so they always have to be good. Yeah. Um, but they're definitely very sensitive um, about um, any talk linking them to Tasmania, which I, I understand that. If you're a passionate fan of your club, you don't want to be hearing you're going to be shipped off elsewhere to play and your club's basically going to lose its identity. Um, I understand that. Um, but the facts are they always talk to us about how many good things they're doing. You know, they've, they've slashed their debt. Um, they've got it, they're getting a new facility, improving, renovating. Mm. Um, I think sometimes you've just got to back yourself in and say, look, we're doing some really good things as a club. We don't need to worry about what um, anyone else says. Um, and we certainly don't need to be playing finals every year just to survive. I think we're beyond that point as a club. We've done some really good things and they've got to be worrying about what's the best thing to do to, uh, to get back not only playing finals but actually contending for flags because that's, that's going to be the big difference in, in getting fans on board, um, one, and two, um, being seen as a, a really strong club. Can't wait to see how the Roos perform when round two and the rest of the season finally returns. Mark McGowan, thanks for that. North Melbourne's uh, shutdown report card. Thanks, Mitch. Thanks, Mitch.